A walk down memory lane is in store for you on today's episode. We're gonna have a look back at some of the greatest moments of the Acoustic Tuesday show. Plus, I have some big, big, big news. You're gonna wanna stick around until the end of today's episode. This was an extremely difficult task. Going back through six years of the Acoustic Tuesday show and just cherry picking a few highlights, it was very difficult. I could have easily had a list of 100 or more, and then the show would be four hours long. It's just, just way too long. So I'm just trying to uh, paint a broad brush stroke, or rather use a broad brush to paint the picture of the history of the Acoustic Tuesday show. And it's really fun to do this. Um, and I have to say that it's really important to do this. It's important for me to do this with the show, but it's also important for you to do this with your guitar journey so far. It's extremely critical that you take pause and look back and see how far you've come. It's vital. You have to reflect to appreciate how much you've grown. Because as guitar players, we're always so forward focused. What are we gonna learn next? What song, what technique, etc.? And that's great, have those goals, but always take pause to celebrate the fact that, hey, I started way back, way back as a guitar baby, and now I'm growing up. I'm growing into a guitar toddler. I'm growing into a guitar preteen. Um, it's just important to keep that into perspective because we can get so bogged down in where we want to go, we never realize that we're actually doing a lot of really great work, and we've already done a lot of really great work. Great work that's celebration worthy. So I just wanted to make mention of that. So this is just this is just as important for me to do with the show as it is important for you to do with your guitar playing. Yes, indeed, the Acoustic Tuesday show started on August 29th, 2017. That was the very first episode and the show looked drastically different than it did now. In fact, I had two separate co-hosts with me here in the studio. And um, this show was a fun one because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, Levi didn't know what the hell he was doing, and Noah didn't know what the hell he was doing. But somehow we managed to stumble through this episode and it was an absolute delight. So here's a quick little clip from that first episode. Welcome to Acoustic Tuesday. I want you to know right now that you're part of history. This is the first Acoustic Tuesday episode. I'm Tony Policastro from Tony'sAcousticChallenge.com. We're all about having as much fun as we possibly can with our guitars and expanding our quality of life through music. Welcome, you are here with myself, Noah Jacob Heckman Jr., the first, and of course, Levi, the man with the technical plan. Uh, he is hitting buttons and all sorts of mouse clicking over there, making sure that Noah and I stay on track as much as we possibly can. I have very fond memories of those very first episodes of the show, and one of the things was not even guitar related. One of the things was a dart competition between Noah and myself and it got rather heated. In fact, we even created a special intro. Think like WWF wrestling. I don't even know if WWF is around anymore. I think it's WWE. Anyways, we created this intro and I thought it was awesome and I just wanted to share it with you. With that said, I think we should play some darts. One of the all-time highlights, one of the most impactful highlights of the Acoustic Tuesday show happened on episode 49. 
It's the very first year we held the Acoustic Life Festival. It was in 2018. That was a festival here in Bozeman, and it contained, well, a whole slew of Tony's Acoustic Challenge members. There was some great entertainment in the evening. Some wonderful musical acts came through. Uh, Caitlin Canty, Antoine DeFore, Kara Luft of the Small Glories, Rob Ikes, and Trey Hensley. But, and that was, uh, and that was cool, don't get me wrong. But the big overarching amazingness of that event was that it was a huge fundraiser for Guitars for Vets. And on episode 49, I featured some uh, pieces of video from the festival and then ultimately shared with you how much money was raised at that festival for Guitars for Vets. Here's how it went. Hey fellow guitar geeks, Noah here. Um, today is day one of the Acoustic Life Festival that we've just been gearing up for and so excited for. Uh, right now behind me, we have in a room uh, with Tony, over 60 people all holding guitars and playing at the same time. Um, we have an open mic later on coming up. We've got some killer shows coming on later this evening. Uh, there's a lot of guitar geekiness here going on in this place right now. Just want to give you guys a quick uh, update and kind of sneak peek into what's going on. So it's day one. We're just ready to wrap up workshop number one and it's been super exciting. To the point to where I don't really have words to, to describe the excitement that I feel and that the energy that I feel in the room. We actually did an acoustic lifestyle design project that was amazing and we're continuing to go through workshops and they're playing together and now we're breaking off into bands and the excitement's actually, it's, I thought it couldn't go any more, it's now going more. So I'm just excited to see how the rest of the weekend turns out. The members are in their bands right now. They've been practicing and they're gonna come in today and, and practice again, of course, because their performance is this afternoon. And I'm stoked to see that, but, but yesterday was amazing. It was full of those moments that just make your hair stand on end. We had, uh, we had an amazing open mic. So many first time players to open mic, people that have never played in front of a mic before, got up there and in front of the most supportive crowd had the time of their lives and everybody was cheering everybody on. Something like that. Yay! started off and all the groups were rehearsing this morning and we talked about actually we had a lot of questions we talked about our fears and what was going on and what to do with in this group performance because what was going to happen was when they came back from lunch they went ahead and performed on the main stage I'm talking the main stage like the killer stage with an amazing sound system all the bands got up and all the bands played individually that they named their bands I'm talking full lights, microphones, through the big sound system, and you could just tell how amazing it was for everybody involved. Amazing in terms of, they literally had a transformation before their friends' eyes. All the guitar geeks in the audience were watching their friends play on a huge stage, and everybody was so supportive and encouraging of one another. And after that, so every all the bands got up on stage. Everybody was feeling so good. What's your stage name, Vic? Oh, uh, 
Tony's cousin? Tony's cousin. <laughs> Tony's cousin is part of the Red Tavern and Ribbon Pickers. And then it reached a whole new level because the whole the whole purpose, the whole the whole reason why this event exists is to, to make people be comfortable being a guitar player, to own their guitar geekiness and, and, and play with other people, but all the proceeds went to Guitars for Vets. So at the end, after all was said and done, over $10,000 was donated to Guitars for Vets. And that really brought a community that was already really close, even closer together because of the bigger purpose, because of the lives that they were gonna change. The lives that they did change. Up up there. No. The Acoustic Tuesday show has helped me get to know you. And I am extremely grateful for that. In fact, to the degree that at a certain point in time, we were filming Acoustic Life stories to feature on the show. And essentially what we would do is we would follow a Tony's Acoustic Challenge member around and see what their acoustic life was like. The struggles that they encountered, Maybe they thought that they'd never play guitar again, and now they are, they couldn't believe it. These were very inspirational stories, and there's two that I wanna share with you. This first one comes from Kathy, a Tony's Acoustic Challenge member, and I've actually featured this story, I think two or three times on the show. And honestly, it never gets old. It is truly inspirational, and this story is unique to Kathy, but it's also not unique to Kathy. Meaning I see this story play out time and time again when I talk to various students, various Tony's Acoustic Challenge members, various just guitar players. I think this story is one that you need to know of and be aware of because it may very well have happened to you. It, you might very well be in the beginning stages of it right now. But Kathy is a great success and she's successful on her own terms. And I think it's a story of Honestly, great triumph. I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I just think it's a wonderful story and I think it's worth sharing again. So here's Kathy's acoustic life story. Well, it's kind of hard to pinpoint because I, um, it seems like I've always kind of wanted to play guitar. Even when I was a little kid, we have pictures of me holding guitars uh, at different ages. I was really into Hart and Nancy Wilson and just thought that Nancy Wilson was amazing. I kind of wanted to be her. So um, I ended up buying a Flying V, but I never really went too far with it. There were little fits and starts throughout. So it was a good 30 years that I was just kind of maybe playing a little bit here and there. But when I was 47, my husband gave me a gift certificate for guitar lessons. And it was funny because on the envelope he wrote, Catherine, can you still rock? And seeing the envelope, like I always go back to that silly envelope, but um, I'm getting verklempt just talking about it. But um, yeah, when it said, Catherine, can you still rock? And I looked at it and I was, and I just thought, yes, you know, I, maybe I can. And so that was kind of what was lacking, I think, for a long time was just like, I'm too busy. I can't. Or, you know, make other reasons why I just didn't have the confidence. I just, I can't. Or I didn't really know anybody who was encouraging it. Well, I started playing with um, a group of people, uh, guitar geeks in the area. Initially, it was something where, like, I knew I would want to, but there was probably a little part of me that was thinking, oh my gosh, am I up for this, or will I be good enough? And I loved it from day one. We just clicked. I mean, it, I felt like these people 
are into music like I am, and it was so much fun. And even after we finished what we had kind of planned to work on, we just hung out and just jammed and sang together. I was on a high, like when I left and was driving home, just kind of with a feeling like, wow, I can do this. It's something I guess I never imagined that I would be doing or could do or would have the opportunity to do. And so it finally feels like, um, here we go with the waterworks. But um, like that gal who wanted to be a musician for so many years is such as it is. I mean, let, she's doing it now. I'm Katherine Stevens, and this is my acoustic life story. I just mentioned acoustic life stories, and I mentioned Guitars for Vets a number of times. This next thing I'm gonna show you actually combines those two elements. Denny, who's a Tony's Acoustic Challenge member, also volunteers for Guitars for Vets. And lo and behold, we have a wonderful acoustic life story featuring Denny. How he got into the guitar, some of the struggles he had, and now what he is doing with it. And he is truly changing lives. And this just goes to show, you don't have to be a professional guitar player to go teach and inspire people. You can just be someone who loves the guitar, loves playing it, loves playing a handful of songs, and just wants to share that joy with other folks. And these other folks, in the case of Denny's story, well, it has a big impact beyond just playing a couple songs. So without further ado, here's Denny's acoustic life story. So 35 years has passed, and the guitar sat the closet. But I knew that with retirement coming, the guitar was gonna come out and I was gonna start to play again. And I thought maybe I could teach guitar. And then I thought, well, am I that good after not playing for 35 years if I could teach others how to play? So on one shoulder, I should go for it, go for it. The other one, you know, is the other guy saying, nah, you can't do it, you can't do it. So I, I knew though in my heart I, that I probably could do this. What I needed was a program that would go ahead and get me in a daily routine and feeling comfortable about helping and teaching others. And I found it. Tony's Acoustic Challenge helped me immensely with that. I mean, getting an email every day telling me what to do with an explanation, with examples. And, and before that, I was all over the place. I mean, I didn't know what time to practice. I didn't have a practice routine but it really helped me get things in line with um, the ability to go ahead and make myself and improve to a, to a better guitar player. So after my vision of knowing that in my mind that I wanted to get involved in, in guitar um, and helping people, I started seeing things about an organization called Guitars for Vets. So I contacted them at the local chapter in the uh, Heinz V Hospital in Chicago and had an interview with them, and they accepted me, and I accepted them, and, and I'm an instructor for Guitars for Vets. You know, I see people that need help in certain areas, and, I, and it's a known fact that music is a great therapy for people, and I feel really fortunate to go ahead and get involved in helping people in this way. It makes them feel good, it makes me feel good, and, and there's some times when, you know, we all talk here about the light bulb moment that I've seen it go on these guys' eyes. I go ahead and show them a chord progression, uh, maybe playing a D chord, how it goes up and down the neck, or an A chord, whatever it is. And they look at it, and they look at me, oh yeah, I understand. And they really do understand. It's not just lip service they're going ahead and telling me about. And um, 
it's a really cool thing, and and I just love being a part of it. It's a great camaraderie, and um, I feel happy when I go there, and even happier when I leave. I just felt that, boy, this is someplace where I have to be, as opposed to sitting inside a, a music store or going online and going through all that. That wasn't for me. I, I wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one connection with someone I was talking to and have that personal connection back and forth as opposed to just being a guy in a box. And I, I just felt that this was absolutely positively the place for me to be. My name is Denny Stock and this is my acoustic life story. I love being a guitar teacher, plain and simple. It is the biggest joy in my life, aside from my family. Um, I love teaching guitar. I love inspiring folks to pick up the guitar for the first time. I love inspiring folks to come back to the guitar after a long time away. I love inspiring folks that have played consistently to continue to progress. It, like I said, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. And while this next highlight isn't necessarily a specific one, it's one that I wanna share with you because I really, well, selfishly, I really loved these shows, but also I think you really loved these shows as well. And I'm saying loved these shows because I did a number of shows where we talked about an artist and we pulled six, seven, sometimes 10 lessons from that artist. Sometimes they were lessons on playing, sometimes they were lessons on guitar philosophy, sometimes they were life lessons. Heck, we did one on Pete Huttlinger, we did one on, I think, Mississippi John Hurt, we did, did one on Big Bill Brunzi, I think we did one on Molly Tuttle, uh, Muddy Waters, um, Jeffrey Foucault, uh, Charlie Parr, the list goes on and on. I personally and very selfishly loved those shows because being able to dive into an artist's specific style and their approach was really gratifying for me. But the response by the Acoustic Tuesday viewing audience was awesome. And I think you liked those shows as well. So I just wanted to feature one just to kind of harken back to that time when I was really sinking into those artist heavy shows, kind of teaching you how a certain artist would approach a song and taking their lessons and not necessarily applying them to a specific song, but rather zooming out and saying, hey, this is how this artist approached playing this style. Maybe you could use that in the way you approach playing guitar in your style. So the specific episode I wanna cite here is the Muddy Waters episode because, well, it was just fun to create and I thought people really dug it and I thought it was worth a revisit. So here's a quick clip from that episode. Lesson number four is contrast. Now this pertains to any style of play, finger picking, slide, flat picking, you name it. And a lot of times what Muddy would do is he'd play something on the high strings way up high on the guitar neck and then contrast that with something on the low strings way down low on the guitar neck. It's very effective. It almost feels like it has this ping pong effect. And one of the best examples in song where you can hear this is his song, I Can't Be Satisfied. I'm gonna play the main theme for you right now so you can hear what I'm talking about. And very quickly, you're gonna hear the contrast. So you see, way high up on the neck, way down low on the neck. Now this doesn't just pertain to slide guitar, as I mentioned. Let me grab my other guitar here, 
And you're gonna see that we can do this fretted as well in conjunction with a shuffle. That would sound like this. quite well in a fretted environment as well, not just slide. And I do believe, I would say that Muddy would likely give a nod to Elmore James for that particular lick. It's something that Elmore James did a lot of and Muddy certainly adopted it into his own style. The last highlight I wanna share with you comes from an episode that I shot during, I guess, I guess it was COVID times. I was actually filming the show from home right around the time when Emerson was born. So we're talking 2020, let's see who's was born September 15th. 2020, so it had to be right around that time. And it was a great time of general reflection for me, not so much on my guitar playing in terms of technique and song, but more for what the guitar's purpose served in my personal life. And these realizations helped me create a show around family and guitar. And I just, I just, like I said, just recently was watching a bunch of old shows over this last week, and I was struck by how awesome this show was. Obviously, I'm biased, right? Um, because I filmed the show and I wrote the show. But looking back at that show and hearing what I was saying and hearing my realizations at that point in time, I guess for the first time, realizing them, and how my family is so intertwined in my passion and love for guitar, it was really enlightening, to be honest. And I wanted to share this episode with you because I hope that me sharing this highlighted episode allows you to look at your guitar journey through maybe a different lens. You know, there's a lot of different perspectives we can have on our guitar journeys. There's the, there's the where the rubber meets the road, right? Playing the things, making a clean C chord, making clean bar chords, playing that song, playing this technique, et cetera, et cetera. And we can get really bogged down in that if we stay in that zone. It's also nice to get yourself out of that zone and look at some different perspectives as to why the guitar is a part of your life and what it offers you. Where do you get fulfillment from the guitar? And for me, it is certainly uh, my family, my family's involvement with the guitar, from my dad to my father-in-law to my brother-in-law to my brothers to my uh, my son Emerson and Aiden and now Grayson. Uh, he's a little too young to really fully sink into it, but he appreciates a good strum on the guitar. To, to Whitney. Um, Really, it's it's staggering. It was really cool for me to rewatch this episode in its entirety. We're not gonna do that right now, but I'm gonna pull out what I think is the most powerful chunk from this episode. And I think this will conclude our highlight list for today because I think it's a good note to end on. So here's that clip. Back when I first got into guitar, I remember, I remember distinctly my dad taking me to Guitar Center. I think in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. So, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in Elk Grove Village. It was about, uh, I would say, a 20-minute drive for us. But I remember the day. I remember the day that would come. It would be the weekend, usually a Sunday. And Dad and I would kind of be sitting at the breakfast table, and the topic of guitar would come up, and all of a sudden he'd be like, ah, let's go to Guitar Center. Uh, so we did, and it was one of my favorite memories. It still is one of my favorite memories, because it was, it was that moment, it felt like a passing the torch in a way. 
because my dad had grown up with guitar. He had been in bands, uh, played with his family, uh, was teaching me. And this was that moment where we hopped in the truck, drove our 20 minutes, and he was able to kind of share with me more about guitar. Uh, he was able to tell me the difference between a Telecaster and a Stratocaster. He was able to show me all the different guitars in the acoustic room, and he was able to share his opinion that Martins are the best. And I agree with him to a certain degree, but I embraced many other guitar manufacturers as well. But I digress. Um, it was that memory that was triggered when I was taking Aiden to Chicago Music Exchange. Because for the first time, uh, you know, now Aiden has, has gone with me to guitar stores throughout his whole life. Uh, in fact, he's been with me for a lot of guitar purchases, maybe unknowingly on his part. But this was the first time that we went to a guitar store together and he was clearly bit by the guitar bug. Now, he had started learning guitar some years prior to this, but he was really into it. He was into the different guitar models. He started to, uh, he had started to kind of know which artist plays which guitar. And it was awesome to be there with Whitney and Aiden looking at all the different guitars and being able to share that common bond of music, which leads me to the realization that I had. Here I am sitting in Chicago Music Exchange trying out these two amazing guitars, and I'm able to do it with my family right there. Uh, Whitney was right there, Aiden was right there. They were very patient with me as I went back and forth between the two guitars for probably two and a half to three hours. Uh, they were very patient. We went out to a nice dinner afterwards. Um, but, but the point I'm trying to make here is that, well, the realization that I wanna share with you is that family has always been a part of my guitar journey. And I should actually flip it. And my guitar journey has always centered around family. And for that, I am extremely, extremely grateful. And I thought, you know, this was just one isolated incident. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that everywhere the guitar has been in my life, my family has been around. Even before my existence, to be honest, not to be all like existential and philosophical, but you know, my dad grew up playing guitar. He grew up playing with his uh, his brother in a band. And then here we are, you know, some years later, I turn 18. He starts teaching me guitar and getting me interested, playing albums for me, uh, sharing all these new artists with me. We would go to concerts together. In fact, I remember the first concert we went together was uh, Dan Fogelberg. This was when I was, I think, in first grade. But that that continued on throughout my whole life. And it was so cool to have this passion, you know, when I was 18, this newfound passion of guitar and have my dad there to just kind of usher it forward and really kind of stoke the fire within me. And then fast forward, I see Aiden starting to get into music. I see Aiden starting to play guitar. I see Aiden starting to play drums. And here we are at Chicago Music Exchange together, kind of reliving one of my fondest childhood memories is, you know, going to the guitar store with dad. And here I was now, the dad, going to the guitar store with my son and having him be just as interested. And now even to, to zoom uh, closer into the present, uh, you know, Whitney and I welcomed Emerson into the world here back on September 15th, some weeks ago. And I've been playing a lot of music for him as he's sleeping. You know, basically the, the newborn schedule is uh, eat, sleep, poop, repeat. Uh, basically every two to three hours. Uh, so I've, I've had a lot of time to play guitar with Emerson and with Whitney in the room and it even made me realize and make another connection that you know Whitney's folks were here to visit and of course see Emerson, their grandson. 
you know, I play guitar with Whitney's dad. Again, you know, it's this guitar family connection that I am so grateful for. And one of the, I guess to, to tidy up the realization is that, you know, I've had some great experiences with the guitar. I've had to play with, I've had the opportunity to play with so many of my guitar hero, heroes. I've sat in the same room as Tommy Emanuel. Uh, we've played songs together. I was able to play on stage with John Mayer. I was able to play uh, with Tony Furtado. I'm able to play with Charlie Parr and all these, these, these guitar players that I really look up to. And I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this to, to brag and say, oh, I've played with all these people. I'm saying this to offer some perspective on the profoundness of the fact that my fondest guitar journey memory is having family and guitar be intertwined. Um, that's not to discount the cool things that, that I've, I've had experiences with, with the guitar. It's to underscore how important it is to me personally to have family and guitar kind of be one unit. And uh, it's something that I wanted to share with you because the more that you think about it, the more you start to make these interesting connections. Those are just a few of the highlights I wanted to share with you from the Acoustic Tuesday show's six-year history. It's crazy to think this show has been going on for six years. Absolutely staggering, in my opinion. Uh, but I want to know what your favorite highlights are from the Acoustic Tuesday show. Do you have a favorite episode? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. And do me a favor, if you do have a favorite episode or a favorite moment, uh, either link to it in the comments. I don't even know if you can do that. I think you can. If you can't, just mention the episode and the episode number because I'd love for this episode to serve as a, a compilation of a, a greatest hits, if you will. So if folks are maybe new to the show, they can dig through the comments and say, oh, I wanna go back and check that one out. And I would recommend for those of you who are new to the show, or relatively new to the show in the past couple of years, go and check out some of the early episodes. They're really fun. You're gonna meet some great personalities, both Levi and Noah, um, just awesome stuff. So yeah, let me know your favorite in the comments below. And with that, let's go ahead and dig into some acoustic news you can use. And I'm gonna kick things off with some words of wisdom from Minelli Jamal. Minelli Jamal is a ridiculously awesome guitar player, finger picker, and a great, great teacher. And he just posted something on Instagram that I thought was some of the wisest advice. It's advice that, well, I like to follow, but it's always refreshing to hear it from another player's mouth, from another player's experience, a player whom I greatly respect. So to hear that advice come from an external source back at me, was really empowering and I want you to hear it as well. So here's Minnelli Jamal. I've never been really frustrated with the guitar. If I'm having a bad day or a rough day with the guitar, like I'm not finding the right thing to play, I just take a break from it. Just remove yourself from the issue. And if the issue is the guitar, remove yourself from it, do something else, clear your mind and come back to it at a later time. Let's go ahead and see what the TAC family is working on right now. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates through the five essential skills that help you learn songs fast. Monday, there is a technique challenge. Tuesday's a guitar lick challenge. Wednesday's improvisation. Thursday's rhythm guitar. And Friday's chord transitions. Today is Tuesday. They are working on a guitar lick. And here it is. Your challenge for today is entitled Triple Threat, and it gets its name from the three different fretting positions that your fretting hand will assume. Let me go ahead and play it for you so you know what it sounds like.
You'll notice this isn't a guitar lick. It's more of a 12 bar blues progression. So you might be thinking, Tone, have you lost your mind? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge Day. What is the deal with this blues progression? Well, within TAC this week, it's a five-day blues challenge, meaning every single day, every daily challenge is a different variation on the 12-bar blues. This just so happens to be the one for Tuesday, Triple Threat Tuesday. Kind of cool. I dig that. Anyways, TAC fam, if you want to learn this note for note, go ahead and log in, click Start Challenge from your homepage, boom, you'll go right to the teaching video. Once you get comfortable with it, you can move along to the play along video where you can adjust the speed to what's ever comfortable for you, and then you can pull up the tab in a separate window by clicking that tab icon in the lower right hand corner. Okay, so very cool, this is a chord progression. How are we going to do this today? Because as you can see, the 12-bar blues progression fits just fine. We can hear the musical context, but we're going to do a little bit of, of a reversal today, of a reversal today. That's a mouthful. What we're going to do is take one chunk of this 12-bar blues progression and turn it into a lick. Yes, we're going to turn it into a lick. So I'm going to show you this, and it's an interesting way to start thinking about things. If you play something that's repeated, like this 12-bar blues progression, you can take a small piece of that and stand it on its head a little bit and maybe create a lick out of it. Here's an example. I think it's so cool that you can take a repeated rhythmic phrase, like the one we used in this 12-bar blues progression, and create something entirely new. In this case, a guitar lick. And that's exactly what I want you to take from this little mini lesson. I want you to start looking at the things you already play through different lenses, from different perspectives, because chances are you can create something entirely new from something you already know. Now, I want to talk about something real quick before we get back to the show, and that is distraction. It's our number one enemy as guitar players. It's our number one enemy when it comes to learning something new. So I want you to fight distraction at every turn. And I bring this up because this happens to me all the time when I'm learning the blues or something related to the blues because I kind of have my go-tos. I have my, my blues ruts, if you will. So when things start becoming difficult, what ends up happening is I, I can feel my brain reverting to the rut. It's like, go play something you know, go play something you're confident in, go play something that makes you sound good. But that's not going to get me any better. That's not going to get you any better. So as you're learning new things, your brain's going to start talking to you saying, gosh, this is really hard. You don't know how to do this and it's sounding really crummy. Why don't you go play that thing you already like the sound of? Why don't you go play that thing that you know you can already play? That sounds amazing. I want you to fight that urge. That's why the 10 minute rule is so important. I want you to focus for 10 minutes on something new, something that pushes you outside your comfort zone because that's exactly what's gonna make you better. Fight that distraction for at least 10 minutes and you'll be amazed at the impact it has on your guitar playing. On to your second dose of acoustic news you can use. And I've got one very significant story for you. And this is hard for me to say. I actually, I don't even know how to say it. This episode that you're watching right now is the second to last Acoustic Tuesday show. The Acoustic Tuesday show is ending its run. It will end its run next week. And I've thought a lot about this and I've battled a lot about this. And I just wanted to tell you first before it actually ends because, well, we've been doing this for a while and I love it. 
and you love it. It's clear from the comments, but I'm actually ending the show. Uh, for some reasons surrounding life circumstances, uh, some other reasons as well. And in fact, next week's episode is going to be dedicated to those reasons. Next week's episode, I want to give you a little bit of a glimpse into the future because I'm not going away. But there needs to be some significant changes, and I'm going to tell you why. You need to be on the inside scoop because, well, you've stuck with me here with this show for, for six-plus years. And it actually has a lot to do with some guitar playing philosophy. I'm going to tie it all in on next week's show. Uh, but again, I just wanted to tell you first right here before the show officially ended next week uh, that the Acoustic Tuesday show is coming to an end. Um, it crushes me to say this. I feel like I continue talking around it um, because I've really enjoyed this and I've really appreciated you watching the show. Uh, so first and foremost, thank you for participating in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Thank you for watching the Acoustic Tuesday show. But all good things must come to an end. We're gonna get to that next week though. And I think on, on those notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show, the second to last episode of the Acoustic Tuesday show. By no means is this my official goodbye. This is me kind of setting you up for what the future will bring. That being the case, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I will be announcing what's next. It's not gonna be the Acoustic Tuesday show, but something will be next. I can assure you of that. In fact, you have encouraged me to heed my own advice. And you'll see what I mean on next week's Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday show. You, you, <laughs> I'm all rattled because this is not how I sign off the show normally. Remember, you can catch the Acoustic Tuesday show for its last episode next Tuesday at 10 a.m. And of course, you can go through all those back episodes. There's some juicy goodness to be had there, so uh, make sure to keep that in mind as well. But I do hope you'll join me next week at 10 a.m. Mountain Time because we're gonna talk about some serious stuff and I think you're going to be inspired and I think it's gonna be, well, I know it's gonna be hard for me, uh, but I do hope you will join me. I look forward to next week's episode. I look forward to showering my thanks upon you because you have made this Acoustic Tuesday show journey one of the most incredible ones in my life. This is one of the most rewarding things I have ever done next to being a guitar teacher. We'll get into all the details next week. I'm not gonna bog you down with those right now. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And before I let you go, please do let me remind you of this. Your guitar success, however you define it for yourself, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. I will see you next Tuesday for the final episode of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I do hope you will join me in the celebration. It's gonna be a fun one, and one that will probably impact you as much as it will impact me. You'll see what I mean on next week's show. Until then, be nice and play guitar. Cheers to you.